Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. You've undoubtedly heard the question, why is Christianity divided into all these different groups? Where did all of these denominations come from? That's a valid question. And though the story of the origin of each Christian denomination is unique, the cause for the establishing of many Christian groups and movements is the same. And that is the tendency of Christians and local churches to drift from the Lord over time. So many movements and groups throughout the church age have simply been a response by sincere believers to the worldliness, the false teaching, or the unscriptural practices that had arisen around them. And though their movements didn't always land them in perfect places, very often they led believers closer to the scriptural model of the New Testament church than their contemporary popular culture churches were. If you're looking for evidence that local churches were drifting from the scriptural model very early on in church history, you need only look to Revelation chapters 2 and 3 and read the letters written by Jesus directly to seven first-century local churches. Five of the seven had drifted from the Lord enough to call for a rebuke from the Savior. And no thinking believer would assume that these five churches were the last to stray from the Lord. Every serious disciple of Jesus Christ knows that any believer in any local church that does not earnestly pursue God and His Word will inevitably deviate from their spiritual origins. So the righteous reaction of believers seeking to stay true to the Lord Jesus Christ was to rally their fellow Christians to hold fast to the spiritual roots of their faith and of the New Testament church. You'll find this pattern again and again throughout the church age. And some of the most common scriptural principles from which churches and believers have drifted and to which other churches and believers have held fast relate to the vital matter of baptism and church membership. When we say that Baptist churches can be traced all the way back to the apostles, we don't mean a denomination or an organization or a line of succession. We mean a set of principles that have always defined New Testament churches. And every time in history that we see churches or groups holding to these principles, we say they represent the heritage of the Baptists. Not a name, not an organization but a scriptural set of doctrines. The first group of believers and churches in church history to stand against the popular culture churches for the principles of the New Testament church was called the Montanists. The Montanists were followers of a preacher named Montanus who served the Lord in a place called Phrygia, located in what is modern-day Turkey. Montanus and his followers emerged around 156 A.D., for 500 years, the Montanists multiplied throughout Asia, Africa, and Europe. The Montanists stood for holy living, for Christians separating from the world, and for scriptural baptism and church membership. 
The Baptist preacher and historian John T. Christian wrote this about the Montanists. The first protest in the way of separation from the growing corruptions of the times was the movement of the Montanist churches. They held that all worldly form of life should be avoided because such things belonged to paganism. Against a mortal sin, the church should defend itself by rightly excluding him who committed it, for the holiness of the church was simply the holiness of the members. With such principles, they could not fail to come in conflict with the popular Christianity of the day. It was not a new form of Christianity. It was a discovery of the old. The most credible support of the Montanists comes from a man named Tertullian, who is respected by all students of church history as a leading godly scholar of the 2nd and 3rd centuries. Tertullian was born in Carthage in North Africa, around 150 A.D., and he lived until about 220 A.D. Neither of Tertullian's parents were Christians, and Tertullian himself was highly educated in the schools of the Romans and the Greeks. He practiced law until he was born again in his 30s. Once he was saved, Tertullian jumped into his Christian faith with all of his might. Early in the 3rd century, Tertullian united with the Montanists. He authored several books supporting the core principles of Christianity and opposing the popular culture church and Roman persecution. Tertullian wrote, Excellent governors, you may torment, afflict, and vex us. Your wickedness puts our meekness to the test, but your cruelty is of no avail. It is but a stronger invitation to bring others to our persuasion. The more we are mowed down, the more we spring up again. The blood of Christians is seed. Christian, we must understand that Bible Christianity has never been popular with the world. It has always, by definition, been counterculture. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.